1: It is Thursday, August 4th, and this is People Every Day. Hey there everyone, it's me, Janine Rubenstein. So thrilled to be back with you again today. I can't wait to get into this Chrissy Teigen baby news. The last few years have been quite a roller coaster for her. And why the heck is Warner Brothers canning the upcoming Batgirl and Scooby-Doo films? Apparently it's for tax reasons, I don't get it. All right, we'll get there. But first, let's jump into some truly important stories that just broke today. We begin with the news that no one wanted to hear from a story we've been following closely here on People Every Day. WNBA star Brittany Griner has been sentenced to nine years in prison, nine and a half years actually, after a Russian court found her guilty of drug smuggling. President Joe Biden spoke out moments after the ruling and said in a statement, Today, American citizen Brittany Griner received a prison sentence that is one more reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongfully detaining Brittany. It's unacceptable, and I call on Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her wife, loved ones, friends, and teammates. The president added, My administration will continue to work tirelessly and pursue every possible avenue to bring Brittany and Paul Whelan home safely as soon as possible. In addition to the nine-and-a-half-year sentence, Griner has to pay a fine of one million roubles, which is about 16400 American dollars. This all comes after the U.S. reportedly made a substantial offer with Russia for a proposed prisoner swap. Some pundits have said that an exchange for Griner may not take place until after the two-time gold medalist was officially sentenced. Our thoughts are with her and her family as we continue to hope for her release. We will keep you all updated on this developing story. In another surprising legal update, news broke several hours ago that four current and former Louisville Metro police officers were federally charged in the death of Breonna Taylor, the woman for which Say Her Name became a renewed rallying cry with the Black Lives Matter movement. The officers who were involved in the deadly raid on Taylor's home were arrested today. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced in a press conference today that the officers were charged with civil rights offenses, unlawful conspiracies, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction offenses. As you may recall, Taylor was killed in her home in Louisville, Kentucky, by the police who executed a no-knock search warrant. The 26-year-old hospital worker was reportedly shot by the officers in her apartment just after midnight as she lay in bed with her boyfriend. Back in 2020, the Taylor family sued the Louisville Police Department and reached a $12 million settlement. Officers Joshua Haynes, Kelly Goodlet, and Kyle Meany were charged with submitting a false affidavit, which was used to search Taylor's home. The four are also accused of then working in tandem to create a false cover story in an effort to avoid responsibility for their roles in preparing the warrant affidavit that contained false information. Former officer Brett Hankinson was indicted on two counts of deprivation of rights under color of law. This story still breaks my heart to think about, though most feel their can never be true justice for what happened to Breonna Taylor or George Floyd or Ahmaud Arbery, I can only hope this latest news signals the justice system is at work to right some of these wrongs and that her family can find some peace. And now, shifting gears entirely... Model Chrissy Teigen announced that she and her husband, EGOT winner John Legend, are having another baby. And it is super happy news after a very rough couple of years for the model and cookbook author. From sharing her struggles with conception through IVF and tragically losing her last pregnancy and being quote unquote canceled on social media, Chrissy Teigen has had some major ups and downs recently. Yesterday, the interwebs erupted with joy with the news that John Legend and Chrissy Teigen are expecting their fourth. Child, Yes. After a tumultuous two years, the couple was so excited to share the happy news. This, of course, comes after Chrissy suffered a pregnancy loss in September 2020. And last year, she was dealing with intense online backlash after multiple people accused her of bullying them. There's a lot to get into here. So joining me now to do just that is People Vice President and General Manager and the host of Me Becoming Mom, Zoe Ruderman. Hey, Zoe, welcome back to the show. Hi, Janine. It's so nice to be back and with happy news. I know, right? You have some happy news, too. I'm glad to have you back from maternity leave. I do. And of course, my first show back is talking about baby news. It's very appropriate. I love it. Well, let's talk about Chrissy's post to Instagram yesterday announcing her pregnancy. We know she's been doing IVF treatments as she did for her first two children, Luna and Miles. So what did she say? Yeah, she
2: shared the news and she explained that this is a real mix of emotions. We knew that she had been trying. She had previously said, actually, she was not going to be able to carry another baby. And then she revealed that, yes, she was trying IVF. And what she posted yesterday was that it's been a blur of emotions, to say the least, but joy has filled our home and hearts again. She said one billion shots later. And actually, in the photo, you can see bruises on her leg. You know, she said, we have another one on their way. And I thought it was really interesting. She said that she's been going to appointments. My guess, based on the photo, is that she's squarely in the second trimester, also You know, if she's gone through loss before, she probably wanted to wait. She said she would go into appointments. She would say, okay, if everything's okay, if I hear the heartbeat, I'm going to announce the news now. And she just kept waiting. And I totally understand that as someone who waited till like 21 weeks with my first and I think 20 with my second, I get that feeling of wanting to like hold it close. But she also said it's been really hard keeping it in for this long, and I understand that too. So it's happy. She said, you know, everything is perfect and beautiful. I'm feeling hopeful and amazing. So yeah, I mean, she said it, a blur of emotions.
1: Wow, well, this news comes after the the heartbreaking loss of their son, Jack, almost two years ago. And you know, fans will remember they put out that wild video announcing the pregnancy and then just had that huge tragedy. So she opened up to us a few months after that, saying that she was scared About carrying a baby again. So, remind us what she said then.
2: Yeah, I mean, this, I remember reading this and just sobbing, Janine. It was so terrifying. And, you know, she lost the baby. She was far along. She had announced it. They had tried things like blood transfusions. Her body just couldn't hold on to it. And she actually had to deliver the baby. I mean, truly traumatizing. And what she told people last year was that coming to terms with not being able to carry again is still really difficult for me because I feel so healthy. She said, think about my uterus. It's just not cooperating and it's not a failure. And I loved that language, the idea of like, my body's just not cooperating. But she's always been someone who's really open about wanting a big family and lots of seats at the table being filled. So I'm I'm really thrilled for her. And, you know, like
1: I'm holding them close in my heart and hoping that it's all positive news from here on out. For sure. For her and for John. I love me some John Legend. Well, they have done something that I remember when it first happened, a lot of people talked about Uh, she and John actually picked the genders. They picked the genders of their first two children, right? Like we want a girl and then we want a boy.
2: Yeah, this is a thing that people do and, you know, like I went through IVF for my two kids and you can pick the sex of them. I chose not to because that was just my personal choice, but I have friends who have done this and if you can do that and that's something you want, I say by all means, the science exists. So she did not share what she's carrying this time. First of all, I'm wondering if they chose or I'm wondering if they just like left it up to Mm. science and God and whoever makes these choices. But, you know, who knows if she'll tell us beforehand. But yeah, this is something that like it's not all that rare. And I think a few years ago, people kind of like poo-pooed it and thought Mm. like, oh, you shouldn't get involved in this. But like, listen, if you've gone through all the shots, you've gone through the testing, like do what feels right for you and your partner, I'm all for it.
1: For sure. And she's in a good place, right? We had learned recently that she was sober again and just kind of focusing in. Exactly. Yeah. It seems like they've really been
2: focusing on their family and on themselves. And yeah, you know, I think her sobriety journey was really thinking about like her body and making herself stronger and doing everything she could to get to this point.
1: I love it. I'm so excited for them. And it's such happy news. As you said, everyone here at People, including Zoe, clearly is just rooting for this family. Family. thank you so much for stopping by and being on with me. Thanks, Janine. Coming up, we're calling in one of our movie experts to explain why Warner Brothers is choosing to take a bath on Batgirl and other movies instead of releasing them to the public. But first, here's a question for you. What do Barack Obama and Meghan Markle have in common? Time's up. They're both a year older today. After the break, we give a special happy birthday shout out to the Duchess of Sussex and the 44th President of the United States. Stay with us.
0: Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea.
1: We are back, and it's time to send out some birthday wishes. First up, happy birthday to former President Barack Obama. Our nation's 44th president is 61 today, which just makes me think about how young he really was when he was sworn into office back in January of 2009. Obama was in the news earlier this week for both taking a moment to celebrate the legacy of NBA legend Bill Russell and for praising the Biden administration's operation to take down al-Qaeda leader Iman al President Obama announced today that the water garden at his upcoming presidential library in Chicago, the Obama Presidential Center, will be named after his mother, Ann Dunham. He said that he hopes the Ann Dunham water garden will be a special place for visitors and members of the community to reflect. Obama has received birthday wishes from around the world, including, of course, from his beautiful wife, Michelle, who posted a very handsome photo of a young Barack on social media with the caption, Happy birthday to my honey. Life with you just keeps getting better every year. You always make me proud. I love you. And... As we mentioned earlier, today is also Meghan Markle's birthday. The Duchess turns 41 today and has received some birthday wishes from her royal in-laws. Both Kate Middleton and Prince William and Prince Charles and Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, took to social media today and shared birthday messages alongside photos of Meghan from her recent visit to the UK for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Meghan is spending her birthday privately with her husband, Prince Harry, and their two little ones, three-year-old Archie and one-year-old Lilibet. Look at that, two American icons born exactly 20 years apart. I see you, Leos. (laughs) Happy birthday once again to President Obama and Meghan Markle. Hollywood woke up today with Jaws dropped as Warner Brothers Discovery announced the cancellation of their $90 million film, Batgirl. The film starring Leslie Grace as Batgirl and Michael Keaton reprising his role as Batman seems like a no-brainer when it comes to releases in the DC world, right? Well, no. With regime changes at the studio and an uncertain plan on producing theater, releasing blockbusters, and mid-level films to stream on their platform, HBO Max, it is a mess that seems to be holding Warner's reputation in the balance. So here to discuss it all with me is People's Senior Movies Editor, Nigel Smith. Twice in one week, Nigel.
3: Yeah, sure, and busy.
1: (laughs) Well, let's start with Batgirl. We know this film took millions of dollars to make. We know that Leslie Grace has done press about the film, and said how excited she is to be a woman of color as Batgirl and the inclusiveness of this film. We know it is in the middle of post-production and was full steam ahead on a release. So what what
3: happened? Well, it really boils down to ruthless business operations. So this sent shockwaves throughout Hollywood because this just doesn't really happen anymore. A film of this scale, $90 million, getting completely axed after being Filmed. I mean, like Leslie Grace was was done filming as Batgirl. They were in post-production, finishing up the effects for the movie. Some test screen audiences had already seen it and audiences were getting excited. Some first set photos were also shared with the media and there was buzz surrounding this release. So this kind of came as a huge, huge shock to fans of DC, to Hollywood in general. And what happened was, according to reports HBO Max is no longer the big, big focus of Warner Brothers going forward under this new CEO. He really wants to focus on movies that hit theaters over its streaming service. And Batgirl, unfortunately, kind of fell under this weird area because it was a 90 million production, which nowadays in Hollywood, shockingly enough, is not considered a huge blockbuster amount. I mean, these Marvel movies are now being made for upwards of 200, 300 million dollars. And so they, according to reports, Warner Brothers deemed this film kind of in between. So it was not big enough to warrant a huge theatrical push, which would cost millions more to, to market and to get out into the theaters and too big for a streaming service like HBO Max. And so under this new regime, they, according to reports, want to write this off as a tax write down and kind of cut their losses in that way.
1: So tell me how the audience played into this, the audience that did get to see it, that test audience?
3: So it was a very small test audience, and it's normally customary for films of a certain size to get viewed by some test screening audiences for the filmmakers in the studio to workshop it some more. And from what we've heard, test audiences describe this movie as a smaller scale origin story of Batgirl, and that they generally liked it. So, you know, there were some reports swirling at the time of Batgirl's cancellation that the movie was just so bad it couldn't be released. But we have heard kind of otherwise, and that it really just has to do with with a financial decision.
1: Wow. Well, this is not the only film that is being taken off the slate. Some other franchises, including Scooby-Doo, are also getting canceled in the process. So what other Warner Brothers Discovery projects are being affected? And is it the politics at the studio that is making all this happen? It seems like it
3: is. And Scooby-Doo, the sequel to that, was, uh, was a big deal. I mean, that film, Like Batgirl, was already completed. This is an animated film. So, you know, how much work and all the effort that goes into making an animated film behind the scenes. And so the directors, like the filmmakers behind Batgirl, they took to social media. And it's, you know, rare that filmmakers actually speak out against a studio. But this is such a wild shift in the industry that they did. But other movies affected include a bunch of DC Warner Brothers releases. Namely, there's this one film, Wonder Twins, and that was supposed to have Riverdale's K.J. Appa. And that was already canceled shortly before this this cancellation of Batgirl came into play. And other releases include films like Black Canary, Static Hourman, Plastic Man.
1: Well, finally, what does Warner do from here if it wants its DC films to be The giant that Marvel is like, can they keep operating in this new way of examining whether or not a film, you know, is worth it or not after audience testing?
3: Well, what they're currently doing is investing in their biggest property. So today, after all this controversy, we got news of a release date for Joker 2 and Joker 1 made over a billion dollars unexpectedly. And obviously, they're investing all of their finances into films that they know will Play big and will have possible awards chances down the line, etc. But maybe they will make money back for this Batgirl tax write down. But I really think the damage they've done to the fan base and to the artists that worked on the film and to Hollywood is kind of irreparable because now you have you know, actors and directors and writers and all the behind-the-scenes people who have worked on all these projects that Warner Brothers has just canceled. And I can't really see talent coming back to the studio wanting to work with them again after what happened. And it just leaves a bad taste in the mouths of, of those in Hollywood, of, of fans who are looking forward to seeing these movies. And I think the, the goodwill that... Warner Brothers had in making this Batgirl film has just kind of got thrown out the window because there was already some discussion obviously surrounding Marvel versus DC and the Marvel movies being more successful and having a bigger fan base. This just adds fuel to the fire and shows how Marvel is succeeding where DC isn't.
1: Well, Nigel, thank you so much for being here and taking me through this comic book drama. Anytime.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: This last story from our People.com Real Life Love series is one that I hope will add some warmth and joy to your day. Online dating has become more and more mainstream these days. I randomly met Doug back on Facebook years ago, but now it seems like all the kids out there are on the apps, just swiping left and right and messaging you up, back and forth to one another. But online dating isn't just a young person's game. Take it from 93-year-old Robert Marshall the minute he saw 88-year-old Ann Cooper Mengie's online dating profile in October of 2019, he was in love. When Robert came across Ann's profile, he'd already been using the dating website for about two years and was putting in the work. He said he, quote, probably went through 10,000 pictures and 100 telephone conversations with potential suitors. Wow. And then one day, it happened. I saw this picture that meant more than a thousand words. Somehow, Anne's picture just captured me, he says. There was something in the picture that somehow I sensed her. I sensed her past, the future. Everything was in that photo. (laughs) Poetic. Both Robert and Anne are widowed, but still hope to find love out there. And as Anne told us... I think when people lose a spouse when you're older, most people just kind of consider that's the end of the era. You've been married for 50 years, 60 years, you're in your 80s, grandma takes over, you go play with your grandkids. But today, people are healthier and living longer. So after matching online nearly two and a half years earlier, the two tied the knot this past June. Robert told people, I always felt I wanted to marry Anne from the moment that I saw her picture. I knew this is a woman I wanted to share my life with. Anne's picture just captured me. It was kind of an intuitive, unbelievable force. Anne echoed that sentiment with, we are the luckiest two people on earth. Oh, I just love, love, love this story so much. And if you want to read more and see photos of the happy couple on their big day, be sure to head to people.com. Yes, 93 and 88. It's never too late, you guys. Thank you all for listening and downloading again today. I'll see you again tomorrow to close out the week on our Friday edition of People Every Day.